Hello, Megan. <laughs> How are you? What's up today? Oh, I am. I am good. It's finally sunny in California again, which is such a funny thing That's to say nice. because I'm in Cal. I'm in LA. I moved here for a reason, <laughs> and that reason was for sunshine. <laughs> and yet, <laughs> anyone who lives yeah. in LA or has visited LA recently, lots of rain, lots of rain. But it's it's like good, you know. There's been a drought for a long time, but you know, <laughs> necessary rain. Yeah, but it yes, yeah. You I, want the I'm, sun. I'm excited for a sunny walk today. I'm excited. That's great. Yeah, it's been sunny here in New York as well, uh, but freezing. So <laughs> it's like, yay, I see the sun. It's kind of feels like spring, except I need several layers to leave my house, ah. which has not been as fun. But what's it like in Austin, Stacy? Hi. Um, Hi. Austin, Austin is crazy. It's supposed to be 90 today, but then the past week it's been really chilly and then it's raining and then it's like up and down. It's crazy. Oh Which is goodness. why you can kind of hear a little bit of the pollen in my voice today because the allergies are uh-huh. atrocious here. Ah, yes. But springtime. Springtime. Ugh. <laughs> uh, well, great, great job talking about the weather in our in our perspective areas. <laughs> Climate change isn't real. The weather is great. It's the the quality of conversation is excellent here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kayla Mason. And I'm Megan Smith. And this is Human Human Design Design in Real Time. I'm the founder and CEO of Kayla Care. And as an intuitive human design coach, I use human design to help you get to the root of what's holding you back from living the life you actually want to be living. Human design is a map of your energetic DNA that uses a combination of ancient systems and modern science to help you understand how your energy shows up in the world. On this podcast, we'll be talking with people from all walks of life about how their human design affects their lives and the lives of those around them. Getting your own human design chart is easy. All you need is your exact birth time, and you can go to freehumandesignchart.com to download your own copy. So let's get started. So welcome back to the Human Design in Real Time podcast. Today we have Stacy Keel on our podcast. Uh, Stacy is the person that Kayla first started going to to learn about human design. She was her first human design coach. Uh, she herself is an authenticity, uh, authenticity coach and human design reader. Stacy helps her clients build abundance through meditation, deconditioning, and of course, human design. So welcome to our podcast, Stacy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay! Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's just get, dive right in. Um, Stacy, can you talk about your and Kayla's relationship? How did you guys like get to know each other? Yeah, well, it's funny because we were talking about this before we started recording. Of uh, You asked me that question earlier, Megan, and I was like, I can't remember. <laughs> Which to me is, you know, Kayla brought up the good point of how some people just come into your lives and they are existing in your lives like they always have and they always will be but we did meet through a kundalini uh meditation group and through that kayla who can probably speak to the synchronicities of life found me and um the rest is history yeah 
No, it's it's actually it's funny that it was Kundalini because I feel like both of us are kind of more soft energies and wanting to like be in a softer world and yet Kundalini is such an intense like energy shifting changing practice um and it's something that like i i did it for that entire year we did kundalini every single morning and i mm-hmm. I, I was i did it for the entire year um right. and since that point i very much pulled away from kundalini and fallen headfirst into human design and human design is not necessarily a uh, it doesn't replace kundalini in any way but it does help me to understand my energy in a very different way than when i was doing that modality so it's interesting the ways that we find people because i feel like i found you there um, but the tools that you gave me as my human design coach were kind of very counter to this modality that you and I were both had both dived into because I know we talked a lot about being projectors yeah Mm -hmm. that's interesting yeah so what does I guess this is a question for both of you what did human design offer you that was more beneficial than kundalini yoga Mm, I mean yeah so kundalini yoga is it's a very intense practice. You dive in, you're changing energy, you're moving things around. Um, you're doing all sorts of things that feel very unnatural. So things like holding your arms up above your head for, you know, 30 minutes while you breathe, do a breath of fire, you know, you're breathing in and out very quickly kind of thing in order to shift the energy that you are absorbing and the energy that you're creating. Human design kind of gives us the opportunity to to really enjoy what is here right now and to find a celebration in the way we already naturally show up in the world. So while human design does not have a yogic practice that goes along with it, um, in essence, it's more about here is what you bring with you into the room Let's see how we can use that. Let's see how we can use that and strategize with what you already experience and what you already create rather than trying to create something totally new, shift perspective. You know, it's it's just – I actually use yoga nidra in my practice, which is a very gentle way of reorganizing neural pathways. Um, And I feel like that practice actually lends itself very well to human design because it really does give you the opportunity to be present with what is here. That was beautifully said. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And what about you, Stacey? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was was gorgeous, Kayla. Um, I will say that when I started Kundalini, I think I was searching for more consistency in my practice. And it's really interesting because I have a little bit of consistency in my design, but like not a lot. (laughs) I don't have a lot of consistency there. I have an undefined root center, which means my stress is not a heartbeat. My stress is like, ah, you know, all of a sudden. And I like don't have a reliable sense of it. So when it comes, I kind of like freak out. I procrastinate. Um, And so I think I really enjoyed Kundalini because it did give me 
more of that sense. But similar to what you're saying, Kayla, is I have also pulled away from that because through my work in human design, I have gotten cozy with the fact that I'm not a very consistent person. And you know what? That's a gift. (laughs) It's how you use it. And especially when I talk to my clients about procrastination and consistency, it can just really open up your world in a way, just like everything in human design, these narratives we create about ourselves of, I procrastinate, I'm a horrible person. Who's going to love me? Who's going to put up with me? I'm unworthy, right? What everything comes down to, basically, those two universal fears of I'm unlovable or I'm not enough, mm-hmm. <laughs> which yep. is why I love human design, because it teaches us that these are strengths and it's just how we use them. And I think that goes hand in hand with what we're talking about today of being a projector in business, of how we use our own authentic design to show up and create success for ourselves in ways that feel good and not bad. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a great, great way to transfer into, you know, Stacey, your business. What is that? What do you, what exactly are you doing in your coaching business and how, how does human design play a role in that for you? Yeah. So I actually got my life coach certification in 2017. So I am technically, if we want to get fancy, a Robbins Madonna's strategic interventionist. Ooh, Ooh, la-ti-da, right? But when I got that certification back in 2017, I had no idea how to build a business. I had no idea what I wanted to do with it. And so it was just kind of this like, oh, here it is, shrug, you know? And I had a couple clients, but I didn't really know the avenue that I wanted to go down with my coaching. And when the pandemic hit, I had a big influx of pain. And I, in 2020, got diagnosed officially with endometriosis. And when I got diagnosed with that, I was seeking community. And so I did this weekend retreat um, with some endo warriors. And during that retreat is we did a a touch of human design. And at that point I was like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, Right. (laughs) And so immediately when I learned just a tiny little sprinkle (laughs) of what it was, everything clicked for me. And I was like, this is it. This is the modality that I want to join with my life coaching certification to really help people align with their authenticity and align with their energetic DNA in tandem with these NLP practices and, you know, these other, you know, brain games, if you will, to really make lasting change. So in my business, I use manifestation, I use human design, I use my um, strategic intervention tools and strategies to really help my clients build the lives that they want to live as opposed to the lives they feel like they quote unquote should Mm. or the ones that they've been taught to live. Really the crux of what all this work is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you uh, listen to, I think it's either the beginning credits or the ending credits of, or both, (laughs) I think I may have uh, either taken that exact line directly from you or created my own version of it because I think that is exactly what human design is here for. 
For sure. For sure. <laughs> Amazing. So as a projector, and as we've talked about on this podcast a couple of times, as a projector, you really have to shine your light uh, and and wait for you know the invitation to come and do, right? Uh, so how do you manage that with also running your own business and running your own coaching practice? Hmm. It completely changed the game for me when I learned I was a projector and how to create opportunities for myself. Because when we don't know our human design, especially uh, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, uh, we're all just out there kind of throwing spaghetti against the wall, seeing what sticks, we're burning ourselves out. You know, there are so many people out there who are like, oh, you're gonna run your own business? Well then get ready to work 90 hour weeks. And I was like, oh no, I don't want that. (laughs) That sounds horrible. And so when I learned that projectors need more rest, that our gifts are in the way we see and in making other people's energy more efficient, how we are the lighthouses of the Mm -hmm. um, energy types, how we shine our light and then the little boats find us, right? That completely really helped me sigh into the kind of business I wanted to build for myself and allowing myself that time and that space to exist and to rest and how rest doesn't mean I'm lazy. Like, wow, what a huge phenomenon for me. (laughs) And this idea of sharing, sharing, sharing with no expectation and letting your people find you really took the pressure off for Mm. me. And it's really funny because I think when we start experimenting with our designs, especially in business, um, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) It doesn't make rational, logical sense. Yeah. Yeah. So many of us want to, you know, piece together in our beautiful, wonderful brain space. But of course, in human design, we drop into our energetic body and the weeks that I was like, oh no, I gotta show up more. I gotta show up. I gotta push. I gotta just share because I gotta put a post on my feed or I gotta I gotta put something on my Instagram story or whatever it was. Crickets, nothing. Yeah. But if yep. I let my energy ebb and flow naturally and I wake up in the morning and I say, wow, I'm really inspired today. I'm gonna post about this and I can make you know this content for later this week because I'm just so on fire right now. Then it allows me to be inspired and to share that energy. And then that's when everyone on the receiving end feels that through the phone, through the computer, through the Zoom call, whatever it is, right? And they're like, then suddenly they're on fire. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, oh, okay. This does work. (laughs) Like this really crazy, energetic way, it does work. Which I think is why the experimentation aspect of human design is so important. Because we can learn and we can have the awareness. But if you're not putting the action behind it to learn and actually seek that evidence of, oh, two and two, you know, go together. This like, this math is mathing, right? (laughs) Otherwise we're just trying to put ourselves in boxes that don't, um, don't align with who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I feel like everything you said just now, like hit me in such a soul place. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I mean, (laughs) Yeah. 
also also a projector also uh, you know mm-hmm. but uh I wanted to say because it's interesting that you said that you had gotten into Kundalini because you wanted to f- have more consistency I got into Kundalini because I wanted more energy Mm-hmm. And so here I am, like this discovery that I'm a projector. I'm not built to work all day long and to force myself into doing this, 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 this. And, you know, I I was raised by a generator who is an amazing musician who believed very strongly if you practice, 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 you're going to get really, really good at whatever it is that you do. And that is just not the way that my design works. Mm-hmm. And I think it's exactly this idea of uh, that exploration of your design and finding that evidence. Because for me, being a projector in business, I've, I'm constantly coming up to new discoveries and like new evidences. And the most recent one that hit me, because um, I've been I've been struggling with a lack of passion recently. I've been struggling mm-hmm. with not not feeling that that what you're talking about, those moments of inspiration, that excitement to to speak out to the world, that excitement to shine my light. Mm-hmm. And then it occurred to me that the way that I have always found inspiration is by diving into the unknown. And my incarnation cross is literally the cross of the unexpected. Mm. So when we look at the things that excite me, it's always something new. That's how human design came to me. When you and I started working together, I remember just like, I don't know if you remember our first session, but I feel like my entire world just exploded. I was like, (laughs) are you kidding me? (laughs) I was like, I am not supposed to work all, I'm not supposed to do as much work as, as I'm expected that I think I'm expected to do and I'm supposed to wait for people to come to me like what <laughs> so <laughs> finding human design completely changed my entire view on what it could look like to be in business and so this last you know this was last week maybe even earlier this week that I had this realization oh wait it's when I dive into the unknown that I get inspired and mm-hmm. I literally that day was having a conversation with Alyssa who was on our podcast last <laughs> time um, and she is a beautiful manifesting generator who has tons of energy available to work with a projector on a new idea and we got really excited about this new idea that we got had together and are excited to collaborate um, and so really just allowing my design to kind of inform the way that I go about business rather than trying to put the way I think business is supposed to work on Mm. top of my design, like on top of myself. It's hard. I feel like I'm constantly, constantly like checking in and like, wait, does that work? Wait, no, does that work? Wait, no. I feel like, oh, I'm exhausted. I must have fucked up today, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But when I do it right, it's so great. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important for anyone listening, especially if you're an entrepreneur, to know that this is a never-ending journey and that 
we're constantly learning new things and energy patterns are real and they're mm-hmm. hard to break and they're hard to, you know, it's hard to interrupt those patterns and create new ones. Like I'm still struggling with the do everything and then do nothing. <laughs> and yeah. I've been doing this work for years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that like, because it feels good. Yeah. A huge thing for projectors specifically especially Mm -hmm. energy projectors. So if you're an energy Mm -hmm. projector, you have one of those motor centers defined, not the sacral, because you're not a generator, but one of those other ones (laughs) is colored in. If you're looking at your chart for anyone who's like, what? Um, You know, it, it can feel so good when we're in the flow and we're in that alignment and we're working with a generator perhaps, Mm -hmm. and we latch on too much to their sacral. And we're like, I can conquer the world today. I can do it all. Let's do it all. Let's keep going. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And to me, it feels like a manic energy. Like I get in the zone and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) but then I crash and it takes me three days to recover. And then I wake up and I'm like, what have I done? You know, this pattern. Oh (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah. Why do you keep repeating it? And so I <laughs> on top of the awareness aspect and the action component, there's so much self-compassion that mm-hmm. has to happen as you're learning your design, as you're experimenting with it, as you're learning it, because it, it's not easy, you know, breaking yeah. this conditioning of how to build a successful business and how to be a good CEO and entrepreneur, you know, it takes a lot of, um, it takes a lot of work to, to stop and ask yourself, am I overdoing it? Mm. Yeah. This feels good. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But do I need to take a nap? <laughs> That's yeah. a project. And then allowing yourself to do that and to take yeah. that step because that's also yeah. You know? I love that you said um, that it's not easy because mm-hmm. I think one of the things, and this I've heard come up in uh, the Human Design podcast with Emma Dunwoody as well. One of the things that I think we want to happen with our design, with our lives, with we want it to be easy. We want there to be a little switch that we can flip that is just like, okay. Now everything is easy and now I never have to worry about waiting for invitations and now I never have to worry about being tired because I understand myself and therefore I am fixed. No. (laughs) (laughs) Fixed. No. Right? Right? And like I think that's the thing is that we all have this concept that if I just insert blank here, I will be fixed. If I just insert blank here, I will be better. But that's not that's not the way that this works. It is a constant growth mindset journey. You are constantly moving and growing and becoming a totally new person. And if you allow yourself to be present on that journey, that's when you find the success that you're looking for. It's not going to be easy, but it is going to be rewarding. It is going to be something that you get to look back because even, you know, myself, I that the story that you just told of spending the day hanging out with and working with generators and manifesting generators and you're like I'm on it and then yeah Megan <laughs> Megan's got her Megan is a beautiful Manny Den <laughs> yep who I love like I you know I I said it before I was exhausted before we got on this podcast I had trouble waking up this morning and yet now here I am 
totally energized, very excited here with my beautiful Manifesting Generator VA. You're welcome, ladies. Feel free to use some of my sacral energy <laughs> to, to it's continue. Thank you. This. Yeah. You need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then I think it is that moment of acknowledging that, yeah, this feels great. This is beautiful. This is how I can create new exciting things. But then when we get off the podcast, mm-hmm. to really check in, because it is so, so easy to jump from one call to the next, one generator to another, mm-hmm. get excited, 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 and then be like, you know what? I'm super amped, and I'm going to write a grant application right now after I've just spent four or five hours hanging out with generators, and now I'm going to take two and a half hours to write a grant application. I am going to crash. Mm-hmm. I am going to full on crash and like that and that's what happens I full on crash and it's it's so hard because every time it is that same moment of oh god I did it again (laughs) this pattern but every time you see it is an opportunity for you to understand it a little better for you to move forward a little more so yeah it's not easy but it is rewarding yeah and it's it's interesting you say that Uh, a couple things that stood out to me when you were talking is uh, there are always realities of life that I think a lot of modalities or coaches or guides out there don't want to acknowledge. <laughs> and they're like, you will learn this and then your life will change and everything will be sunshine and roses. But that's not <laughs> true. And if you're working with somebody who tells you that, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I <laughs> would run. <laughs> because this is, you know, yes. A modality that, you know, is supposed to be grounded and accessible and actionable. And mm-hmm. if, you know, you hit a roadblock and you're like, this was supposed to be easy and my life was supposed to be fixed, you know, and then you hit something and then you're like, that doesn't work. Toss the out, right? <laughs> and it's like, there are realities of life and you're always going to be ebbing and flowing and there are going to be peaks and valleys. And I think learning your human design, especially when you are a business owner, helps you navigate those ups and downs yeah. so much better than just being like, everything's easy. Everything is so easy. Right? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. also like a lot of people get stuck in the, um, oh, I'm just going to do this and it's going to fix all the problems. And what mm-hmm. we do as humans in general is continue to learn and grow. And we continue to think that this one thing is going to fix it and then it fixes it for a temporary period of time. And then we all crash mm-hmm. and have existential crises and have to find another thing to mm-hmm. fix the problem. There's no problem to be fixed. There's acceptance, there's growth, there's consistent growth always regardless of who you are, what your human design looks like. It, it's it's finding how to continue going, finding what inspires you, which can change from day to day. Uh, it, like I, I never wanna get stuck in like, I have to do this, only this, and that that, that one thing is going to fix everything. It's not. Uh, we are consistently growing mm-hmm. and we need to continue to acknowledge that. And I think that's why I love human design so much because it does help you recognize the things that are set, but also that those things consistently grow with you as you continue to develop and learn more about who you are, which is constantly changing. So it's the 
consistency of change, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. yes. Oh, I love that <laughs> consistency of change. The one constant. The one constant yeah. in life is that yeah. it's going to change. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting hearing you say, Kayla. You know, it, it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of work to, you know, build build this new person. And in the reality of what human design is, like, yes, building this new person is going to take so much energy and time. But you know what you're actually doing is you're actually just coming home to yourself, which is even more uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oof. It's like, oh, oof, truth things. bomb right there. And I'm going to, like, build <laughs> this new idea of who I am, right? It's like New Year's resolutions. Uh, uh, how am I going to make these steps towards bettering myself when in reality, like, human design is about shedding those layers of the not-self so that you learn who you are authentically, on this energetic level, which is, mm-hmm. oh, it can be really hard to take that look at yourself and practice that radical yeah. honesty every of day, like, oh. every day. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. 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 I was actually just having the conversation about that radical honesty with a friend. And I think I was talking about how vulnerability is not something that we only do with other people. Mm. Being Mm. vulnerable Mm. is something that you need to learn how to do with yourself as well. Because when you come up against all of these things, when you're learning who you are on the inside, when you're understanding your, you know, your energetic blueprint, when you're coming home to yourself, as you say, there are a lot of things that come up. There's a lot of shit that comes up that Mm -hmm. needs to be worked through. And If you are not in a position where you can be vulnerable with yourself and say, you know what, maybe that is something that I am struggling with and maybe I can look at that and see how I feel about that, then no growth can happen. And I think the more that we show up for ourselves in that way, the easier it gets to dive in to that hard place, to accept, you know what? I'm going through something really intense right now and it's because I went through this seven years ago in a situation where I wasn't ready to see the person, see myself for who I truly was. Maybe that has something to do with it. And really being able to be vulnerable with ourselves, I think, is so profound. Mm. It's hard to be vulnerable with yourself. It's so incredibly hard. And taking the time to give yourself the space and the grace to be vulnerable. Like I tell, you know, anybody who joins my company and I'm I'm working with and I'm training them, I tell them to give themselves grace to, to make mistakes and fuck up and try again because that's how we learn, that's how we grow. Uh, and that's how we can acknowledge vulnerability within ourselves is through making the mistakes. And, you know, people say it all the time, like the growth happens in failure and, you know, not being afraid to fail is one of the hardest things for people to grasp is I have to fail to get better. I have to mess up. Um, and I have to be vulnerable about it. Add that on top of all of it. And it's like, it takes work. It takes work, man. Mm. It's a really good mm. point you bring up, Megan. And I think also why 
bringing human design into workplaces can be so beneficial for team building because yes. hearing you say you got to make mistakes to grow. Hello, three lines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is totally on par for everyone. Like yeah. that is, yes, a universal lesson for sure. But if you're working with people who have that one, three profile or, you know, who have just that three line, it's like, oh, you need to really drive that home so that they don't deal with that conditioning of mistakes are bad since I was little, you know, mm -hmm. so you allow them to fail over and over again. And different things can be said and ways to nurture employees in business mm. can be so different, just like children, yeah. right? In your family or that your partners that you're with, you know, learning their design becomes so beneficial because you know how to work with them instead of just projecting your design or your stuff out onto them. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so real. Do you feel captivated by the moon? Are you craving a sense of community and a break from the chaos of everyday life? Do you want to learn more about yourself and how to connect to your magic? Then come join us in the Lunar Soul Tribe. Guided by two intuitive human design coaches and energy healers, myself, Kayla Mason, and my good friend, Ronnie Kryle, the Lunar Soul Tribe is a monthly moon circle that focuses on helping you to find a deeper connection to spirit and to lean into following the deep longings of your soul. During each full moon circle, you'll be guided through a ritual to release what no longer serves you and manifest your highest truth using the power of the full moon. We'll use human design as a tool to connect to the energy of this particular moon cycle so you can choose things to release and manifest that are aligned with how your energy currently connects with the energy of the cosmos. This will allow you to experience a deeper connection to your intentions and to your own magic. We will also go even deeper using the meditative energy healing modalities, Reiki and Yoga Nidra to identify and remove your subconscious blocks and wounds related to the themes showing up for this moon so that you can truly begin to shift your world to reflect your highest truth. And it's all virtual, so it doesn't matter where in the world you are, we want you to come and join us. You don't need any prior experience with human design, energy work, or moon rituals to receive the full benefit of this gathering. You'll be guided through every facet of the moon circle and will walk away feeling more connected to yourself and to the world around you. So come join the tribe. Head to kayla-care.com slash events to sign up for our next full moon circle or to become a member of the tribe. Until then, keep gazing at the moon. Yeah, and it's it's interesting you're talking about the three lines because that was the first thing I thought of too. And the thing <laughs> that came up for me was that I'm a two-line. And as a two-line, which is the natural, that's the hermit. The mm -hmm. two lines are we are we have to go into our our alone space in order to uh, create, in order to uh, be able to do all the things that we do, um, but we're supposed to 
quote unquote, supposed to Mm -hmm. be just really good at things right away. And so I think sometimes we can take something like human design and kind of use it to our, uh, like use it against ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's in that moment where as a two line, there's a part of me that's like, well, if it's not easy, then I shouldn't do it. Mm. And here we are back at easy. (laughs) And so really taking that moment that just because I don't have a three line in my profile doesn't mean I'm not allowed to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. All that means is that the things that I get really excited about and the things that feel natural to me are likely the things that I'm going to be able to dive further into and get fulfillment from. Mm. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to mess up. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to be a human. Mm. Mm-hmm. And here we are back at radical honesty. Am I using my human design to make excuses in a low vibrational way? Or uh-huh. am I being vulnerable with myself and asking, am I using this to my highest potential in a high vibrational way? <laughs> like, it lives everywhere, you know? It's everywhere. Yeah. I actually had a friend, I think, I can't remember what the exact thing that had happened was, but I had been having some kind of uh, emotional, I don't know what I want to call these. I have these moments, I have a defined emotional center. So I will have moments where I will suddenly realize that something emotional has been holding me back from something that I very much want. And when I understand that this is a thing that's happening, I dive in and I do that processing work and I tap on it and I, you know, dig really deep into, I've also done a lot of shadow work, all of these kind of different modalities that I've utilized before, I dive in and I try to figure out what it is. And I remember coming to a friend and saying that I had figured out that I was dealing with uh, something specific because of the way that I had been raised or because of this or because of whatever. And she was like, how did you get there? She was like, how did you get to that? Like, how were you able to have the self-awareness to understand that that's what you were going through? Because this friend of mine is also a coach and she was, you know, talking because her clients have gone through similar things like that as well. And it was almost as if I had done all of the things that a coach does in my own head and mm-hmm. had just kind of come out and was like, so this is what I'm dealing with. And that, that I feel like is the core of all of this. Because if you can do that, if you can use that radical honesty with yourself, then you can get in there in order to be able to figure out what you're actually struggling with, not the surface level thing that you think you're struggling with. And then you can actually heal from there. And once we learn to do that, the healing process and the growing process completely changes. It's no longer about fixing something that was wrong. Now it's about, well, who am I when I pull this layer back? Like Mm -hmm. who else, who else is in here? Like what else Mm -hmm. exists in here? What is, what other potential exists inside this amazing energy case that I am, you know? Here's a question for you, Kayla. Yes. I have a I have a current client who also is an emo authority mm-hmm. who we just had a session about intellectualizing feelings and how sometimes they do not feel safe to rely on their authority because they don't feel safe enough to feel their feelings and it all lives up here. Mm-hmm. So when you go through that process in your head that Mm -hmm. intellectualization do you ever find that you fall back on that as opposed to 
dropping into the way those emotions feel. I I love that you said this. I love that you brought this up. Um, yeah, I think that there is absolutely, especially I have undefined mind and head centers. So sometimes I feel, and you can tell me if this is completely absurd in your estimation, but sometimes I feel like uh, our defined centers will often condition our undefined centers. Hmm. I Because things like when my emotions are having, you know, a full-on fit and I'm freaking out and I don't, my mind will kind of try to get around the emotion the way that my undefined mm. mind does. I do my best to problem solve. I'm really good at coming into other people's, uh, coming into a problem somebody else has and help them to see around the whole situation without, you know, in a way that they simply cannot. So I feel like a lot of times I do that to myself with my emotions is I'll try to see around what's happening. But, and I, I don't know what uh, wave this client that you're dealing with has, but I have a collective wave. So my emotions are huge. They are big. They, la- they're, they last for weeks. I have highs and lows that are weeks long. And a lot of times it's really, really hard for me to actually feel what I am feeling. It's, it kind of feels like I know, it's, it's like I know there's a, boi- a, a simmering boiling pot inside my body and I can feel mm. that it's there, but I can't tell what we're cooking. I, I, don't, I don't know what's in the pot. I don't know whether we're making sauce or if we're making stew or if we're just boiling eggs. I love that analogy. I, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that's, it just came to me and I love it. I might use this again. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that for me, a lot of times I need to do processing before I even get to my brain. So a lot of times what will happen is I'll acknowledge that there's an emotion and that emotion will usually come up, uh, it seems like out of nowhere. So then the cognitive practice that I will do is I'll get around, okay, when did this come up? What happened that triggered this? What situation was I in? And then from there, I'll kind of do the journaling process and let the cognitive thing get around the situation. And then when it comes to actually processing the emotion, because I cannot do that with my mind, I will use something like tapping. I'll use something where my body is doing the processing. I'll do, you know, a like a, a yoga nidra meditation or I'll do, a, I'll go take a walk. I'll do something where my body is actually involved in the the healing that's taking place and that usually brings up more so the cognitive aspect of it i think is for me that's where that like moment of meeting myself where i am comes in it's like okay i can see around this and then allowing myself to be objective because i also know that i i am I am not someone who makes decisions. No one should be making decisions with their mind. Um, (laughs) But I don't create that mind energy. So that's not something that is going to help me. But it can help me get to the place of being able to dive in and understand those emotions so that I can process them. Whereas previously, I would just have a big emotion, not know where it was coming from, and get 
uh, and get anxious and get upset and try to push it down and push it down and push it down because I couldn't process it because I didn't understand it. So I feel like a lot of it for me is about allowing the different parts of my design to work together. Interesting. That's a perspective I've never thought about before. Cool. Stacy, can you tell us a little bit more about your design and how what comes up for you in your design when working on your business or working with clients? Um, because I, you know, I noticed that you've got a lot of undefined centers below uh, and a lot of defined centers, you know, from like the middle up. Um, talk to us about that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I think as projectors, we also have a tendency to focus on others and not ourselves. <laughs> so it's interesting <laughs> you ask this because sometimes I forget to look at my own chart and I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. wait, 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 let's do mm-hmm. uh, a, a little look-see look here. <laughs> how it works. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Do you feel that that's true, Kayla? Does that happen oh, to you? Oh God, a hundred percent. I literally was about I was about to talk to Megan a couple days ago about doing an episode where I do a human design reading on myself because yeah. I because I want to be put in the position where it's like, okay, we need to sit down and like look at our design from an objective perspective. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But I can tell you a couple things that really um, I use pretty much daily in my chart, which is um, obviously the big arching projector energy type, right? Being that lighthouse for my clients, really having that focused and absorbing aura that when I'm with them in sessions, I rely on that. I have the channel of um, initiation as well, which is sometimes viewed, um, obviously, you know, of competition, of upping, you know, this is a very <laughs> Aries line in my, I'm an Aries son, like, this is like, of, you know, wanting to be the best and wanting to up everyone else's game around me. But it also has a very shamanic nature to it as well. Mm-hmm. And that um, often people with the channel of initiation um, have some of these, you know, otherworldly gifts. And I am not so keen on mine of knowing when I'm using it quite yet, but I have a couple clients who um, are mediums. We're getting it real into the woo here, listeners. Yes, um, we're all in the woo. We here. love the woo. <laughs> who can, yeah, right? Who who um, can identify when I'm channeling and when I'm not? So there are times where we're in session together. I did a partnership session once with a client and her husband. And she was like, I literally watched it come into your brain and you say it out loud. Wow. So I think I use that channel of initiation a lot of just channeling messages that are specific Um, There are times where I'll just use random words that come up and they're like, why did you use that word? I use that word all the time. Or like my grandma used that word. That's so crazy. Like things like that, that just like naturally come out of my mouth as a projector. (laughs) I I have a splenic authority. Um, So, you know, it's all about that intuitive knowing. So I do a lot of work on um, being present in the moment and knowing, you know, how my intuition speaks to me, which can get sometimes tricky when you have um, chronic illness and chronic pain. I find that I have to do a lot of work surrounding, is this my intuition or is this my fear voice that I'm picking up from my chronic illness, Mm. right? Is my body keeping the score here, right? Mm. So I have to do a lot of work around that, but I, I rely on my impulsivity a lot when making decisions around 
what's you know good for my clients or what's good for me in my business every day. I rely on that when I wake up and ask myself, how am I feeling today? Am I feeling like I need more rest? Do I feel energized? Do I feel like I can create that content? Like circling back to um, that inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do I feel the inspirational urge to create, to show up, right? And allowing that process within my energy and not getting too rooted in the shame and guilt of not doing enough, quote unquote. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I also have the Genius Freak channel. And so I... Tell me more. And so I often... (laughs) Yeah, the Genius Freak channel runs from the Ajna to the throat. So I am here to speak my mind and with this specific channel, um, depending on who's listening to me, they'll be like, wow, you are brilliant. You are far beyond, you know, you can see way down the future. Or they'll be like, you are a freak. Get out of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Don't like it. Don't like you. Don't vibe with it, which I think we also have to get really comfortable with, no matter your energy type of not being for everyone (laughs) acting on those urges of this idea sounds nuts, (laughs) right? But I'm going to share it anyway because my intuition says I need to, right? And then seeing who responds to it, right? All those kinds of things. Um, I think my undefined emotional center really helps me tap in Mm. to the way that my clients are feeling day to day. I take that in and I magnify it. Um, So it's easy for me to assess that and then determine (laughs) how I'm going to say things or what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say it, right? Um, Knowing, is this a moment to back off or is this a moment to push, depending on how they're feeling, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, you know, the last thing I, I really rely on that I have to remind myself of a lot, I think a really cool part of human design is um, really having that validation in why we're here and what we want to do and how to do it. Um, and I have the channel of the uh, ch- the channel of enterprise, the salesperson. Mm-hmm. So when I'm feeling like um, my imposter voice sets in with my one line, the investigator, that's huge conditioning for one line profiles. You don't know enough. You're not good enough. Mm. Who's gonna listen to you? right? Who's going to buy from you, right? Who's going to find you and be your clients? Um, I rely on that channel of enterprise to be like, no, like I'm here to help people see what's missing and what they need and not be manipulative in my low vibrational expression of the channel of enterprise, but have it be more of a soul versus ego moment of Mm -hmm. what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Of I can see what you need and I can help you get there and know genuinely that I can, as a projector, be that guide that they need once they have found the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I, I want to ask you, because we ended on you talking about you having that channel of enterprise, you are a projector who has a defined heart center. I was also going to ask that. will space. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want to know because, about the heart Yeah. Center. And <laughs> so 
you are not only are you a projector who has this defined will center and uh you know we've talked about this on the podcast before defined will centers only exist in 30 percent of the population this is not a super common thing so to have a projector who only make up 20 percent of the population that has a defined will center this is not super common Mm. and you also work with lots of other projectors who i assume most of them probably don't have defined will centers and i know this is something that i have struggled with a lot because i had two parents who both have defined will centers so i grew up thinking that one i'm supposed to be able to will myself to do things that two i'm supposed to be able to compete without you know that i'm supposed to be able to become top dog and that i'm supposed to be able to find the energy to do things that i don't necessarily want to do just because I know they're important. And so I'm curious as a coach, as a projector coach who has worked with a lot of people who have undefined will centers, what is it like for you being a projector who has that defined will in relation to what you see your clients with undefined wills, specifically projectors, struggle with? Mm, That's a great question. You know, it's funny. Um, I started this talking about uh, consistency, <laughs> right? And how like I found Kundalini because I need more consistency, which like yeah. lives in that heart center, that heart and ego center. But I also have that undefined root, and I also have you know mostly intuitive variables, which make it you know very like flowy, glowy. And when am I hungry? When am I going to eat this? Where's my focus? What's happening here? Right? Only acting when I feel that urge. But I have always had that defined will show up in my energy. And I grew up in a house uh, full of generators. They're all generators. (laughs) Two of my sisters are generators. My mom is a generator. My dad's a manifesting generator. My husband's a manifesting generator now. Um, And I've always been that person in the family that they're like, if Stacey wants to do something, she's going to do it. You know, that like nothing can yeah. stop her. I, I laugh because it all kind of started when I was <laughs> in high school, um, wanting to, to join my dance team, my drill team. And yes. I worked so hard <laughs> to make this dance team. And ever since then, my entire family is like, if you made that dance team, you can do anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> So I always, not that I'm a bad dancer, but it was like very hard. It was a drill team. So you had to have like your splits and then we did like kick routines. It was a whole thing. Um, you know, those Damn. Texas drill teams, if anyone here is listening. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I think it is a really interesting dynamic to be a projector with a defined will and work with other non-sacrals um, who have undefined wills, hearts, and egos. Um, Because I think sometimes I have to be aware of that because I do have the gift of being very motivational to other people. And, you know, they latch on to that and, you know, that's, they magnify it. And so I call myself, you know, a professional hype woman because I like that's one of my natural gifts of being able to pep talk people and be like, look how amazing you are. Look at all the things you can do, but also have that awareness and communicate it to them that like, hey, just so you know, 
Like you're going to wake up day to day and you're going to have different levels of motivation and different levels of willpower. And that's okay. It's like the arrow pulling back before it releases. It has to always pull back to then have the velocity to move forward. And that's how your energy works, right? It's the same um, as people who go, I'll, I'll mention Tony Robbins because that's who I got my life cert- my life coach certification through Robbins Madonna's. But it's hilarious to me because so many undefined wills attend his seminars. And if you're going to have one person out there who has a defined hard ego center, it's freaking Tony Robbins, it's, uh... <laughs> which is why he is so motivational. But this is where it gets tricky because people are there, they're in his presence, they're in a room full of generators and also non-sacrals who are latching on to that, who are latching on to that will and that consistency and that worthiness. Mm-hmm. We have to remember worthiness lives there too, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like on fire for change. And then they leave it. And yeah. two days later, they're like, where'd it go? Hmm. Yep. Why can't I... Why am I not waking up in the same energy, right? And that's when those narratives again come in of, well, I guess I'm not doing it right. Or I guess I'm not good enough. Or I guess I'm not worthy enough to change my life. When in reality, it's just that, no, you just have this center undefined or open, which means you're going to ebb and flow. And it's how, you know, it's getting comfortable with that and creating that self-compassion again and that awareness for yourself to learn how to work with it instead of against it, instead of saying, well, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. When I was with Tony, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then they're like, I'm horrible. And it's like, you're not horrible. You just have a different design. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that like I have to be careful of with my defined will with my clients of being like, don't latch too much onto mine because, you know, you're going to wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, I don't know. Right. And so creating that <laughs> communication about it is so yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah. And I can absolutely attest that Stacy is an amazing hype girl. She Thank is you. so motivational. And like, that's one of the things that I loved about working with you and about coaching with you. Um, is it just every time I'd get into a session with Stacy, it was like, the world, there is hope. There is hope. I am motivated. Everything could, like, I could just see the magic of everything that my life could become, the things that I was allowed to step into. Um, but then it's very true. It's very important. And like, you did talk to me about this in, you know, when we were working together about my undefined will center. Um, but that it is true. Those energy levels shift. They change. They're constantly up and down. And just, I think, there is a difference between feeling that motivation off of someone like you're talking about with being in this Tony Robbins space, feeling that motivation and identifying it as your own and then mm-hmm. creating a spiral of if I can't do this, I am unworthy. There's a difference between that low vibrational absorbing and being in the space with someone who helps you feel that, who boosts you up, and acknowledging that in that space, you get to use that energy and you get to be mm-hmm. present with that energy. And then when you leave, to remember that it's okay if you can't do it by yourself. It's okay if that is not a part of who you are when you are alone. And I think this is something that's been coming up for me a lot. I, Megan and I have been working together. She's been my VA. And I'm now starting to realize that 
I want more people on my team. I want more people working with me. And it's not just because I have more tasks that need to get done, mm-hmm. but it's because when I am in the in the space with other people who motivate me, who excite me, who inspire me, who make me feel like I can, you know, go do the things that I feel like I didn't have energy for before. I get to be on that ride with them because those aren't things that I do when I'm by myself. And that's also okay. And then Mm -hmm. if I get to have that hour and a half meeting with Megan and we get a ton done and I feel super productive, Megan is probably going to go do seven, eight, nine (laughs) other things that day, her manifesting generator self. (laughs) And I (laughs) am going to say, you know what? I had a really, really productive hour and a half meeting. We got so much done. I'm going to go take a nap. I'm going to have a nice long lunch. I might go take a walk. Mm-hmm. It's okay if that's what I do today. Like today, this podcast, this is what I'm going to do today. Yeah. I might get a little bit of other work done, mm-hmm. but this is what I'm doing today. And I think that's so beautiful because that higher vibration of I get to be in this energy but I don't have to take it with me, mm-hmm. I think is so beautiful. You know, I think a lot of people need to to recognize that working in community and working together actually lights up so much more and gives you access to so much more than what your singular human design can create. We had Alyssa and Shell on last time and looking at their chart, they light up everything everything was was defined and i was like that is so cool the amount of things that you can do with that much available to the both of them uh and you know working with other people being able to recognize the the energy that you create together uh is incredible and i i thought that that was just the niftiest thing so Kayla when you were like oh yeah Megan gives me this energy it's like yes and then when when you leave my my knowing my my root center and my spleen are no longer defined and I have to like go figure out my life again <laughs> it's like what do I care about the most okay we're gonna go find that I'll be I'll be right back we'll we'll get back to Kayla and <laughs> she'll help me figure it out eventually so I I think yeah, working in community is is so beneficial mm-hmm. <laughs> from a human design perspective. Yeah, hell yeah. And, you know, yeah, and having and knowing what other people's designs are when you hire them and you bring them on the team to be like, uh, this is what we're missing here. We're missing that sacral energy. We're missing, you know, that will. We're missing whatever it is. Just like co-working. Mm-hmm. Like as a business owner, you know, with a split definition, like sometimes I have to get out of my house to even be able to process yeah. anything to be like, okay, I need some energy here. <laughs> like I, yeah. need, I need some concentration and some focus. But there was one time I went and co-worked with one of my best friends who's a manifester. Mm. And we looked at each other and we were like, well, this isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> that sacral energy to be like, yeah, wow, let's move. We were just like, I'm tired. Are you tired? <laughs> And I was like, this is not the move. <laughs> we need a we need a man gen in here. We need some, yep. some generating something. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I love the idea of looking up someone's design before they start working with you, mm-hmm. like before you start working together. Um, I very much believe that the people who are meant to come to us will come to us and we're, you know, we are we are magnetic to the things that we are calling in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
being able to come into it with that blueprint is just so beneficial. It, helps. it cuts through some of the awkward, like, I have to figure out how to work with you type of, you know, that beginning yeah. stages. It just kind of gets to the to the meat and potatoes of how your relationship is really going to thrive. Um, what a oh. gift. Yeah. So, right? Yeah. So Megan and I need some mind energy. Yes. On we're, our team. We're big old space <laughs> yeah. cadets. We're completely empty up here. Um, <laughs> I laugh about that. I find it so and much fun. And we don't create to find mind <laughs> and don't, head. Not at all. Oh, I, I, I enjoy it. I, love I enjoy it. being a space cadet and it's fun. But occasionally yeah. I, I do find that I work uh, I guess more efficiently if I have somebody with a defined mind because I can say, okay, I need the facts and figures and I need somebody who can give me the facts mm -hmm. and figures because I will not be able to hold that information in my brain. Um, and and I, I have a, a work coworker who's very good at that and has that defined mind center. We had him on the podcast and he's got that yeah. defined mind center that can help me hone in the information that I need to make the the job easier and better for, for what it is that we do. Um, so it's very, I like working with him for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's something that I, we've also had my partner PJ on here before, and we've talked about this, um, but he has defined mind, head, and throat, and I'm defined all on the bottom. I'm undefined mind and head. So when I'm around him, I get to use that mind energy, and it's great, but what I think is so interesting is that we also have to look at the channels that are connecting those centers, the way that they are presenting that energy. Because like PJ has a very specific way of thinking and it's very, he has the channel of abstraction and I believe the channel of curiosity. So it's a lot of abstract thinking. It's a lot of outside the box pattern recognition, like the ways that my brain has really just never worked before. So there are very specific things where being around him is super helpful. And then there are a lot of times where it just makes my mind hurt. <laughs> like mm -hmm. if I try to think too hard while I'm with him. So we actually did try to work together at one point. I tr he tried to be my Megan for like a couple of months last year. He tried to be my secretary, my, you know, virtual assistant. And it did not work very well. <laughs> we work very well as partners and we support each other very well, but we don't create a defined sacral center together. So we don't create that energy movement um, and we don't create a defined will center. So we don't create that motivation. And as partners in life, needing to be in a situation where we can feel supported and feel like we are enough, we are worthy, we are exactly as we need to be in any given moment, having the undefined sacral and undefined will is actually really, really nice because neither of us is feeling that kind of pressure to be something we're not when we're together. But for working, for business, for, you know, motivation, for getting things done, having that sacral energy and that defined will or ego energy is really helpful. <laughs> so I think it. this is one of those moments where, you know, I think societally there's this part of us that's like, oh, you find a partner and then you stay with that person and that's the person that you spend all of your time with for the rest mm -hmm. of your life and that's it. You don't get, that's it. I think that's absolutely insane. Like we need other people 
we need different groups of humans that give us different types of motivation and mind energy and inspiration so that we can create the world that we know can exist you know Mm -hmm. Mm, this has been wonderful i feel like so many wonderful realizations metaphors uh communication around human design has happened here today so before we wrap up stacy um how can our listeners find you and connect with you on your business yeah thank you i feel like i could talk to you guys for like four more hours about all of this We'll have you back. Please, literally anytime. Um, if you're interested, you can find me. The best place would be on Instagram. My handle is Stacy underscore Keel, S-T-A-C-Y underscore K-E-E-L-E. Lots of E's there. Uh, no E in Stacy, though. Just Y. <laughs> I like to move those E's around. <laughs> Crazy to me. Um, and then through through my Instagram, I have my scheduling link and my booking link. And um, if you want to have a conversation, I offer a 30-minute you know, complimentary curiosity calls where we can just kind of dive in a little bit to your chart, what you can learn, and how to make it um, actionable and accessible. And um, I can hype you up as this professional hype woman that I am. I love it. Excellent. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast, talking us to about human design and uh, just being an amazing, amazing influence here. So thank you. Thanks for joining. Thank you, guys. You're doing good work here on this podcast. We try. Thanks. We We have fun. (laughs) We're enjoying it. (laughs) If you like what you heard on this podcast, follow us on Instagram at human design in real time to keep up with our next episodes. And if you want to learn more about your own human design, I'd love to help you on your journey. You can head to my website, kayla-care.com to book an introductory human design session where we'll dive into the person you were born to be. That's k-a-y-l-a-c-a-r-e.com. We're always looking for awesome humans to be guests on the podcast. So if you'd like to be interviewed, send us an email at humandesigninrealtime at gmail.com. This podcast is brought to you by Kayla Care. A big thank you to our amazing producer, sound mixer, designer, and editor, Sabrina Mason. Thank you to the composers of our theme song, Niall Spaulding and Sabrina Mason. Thank you to today's guests for being open and present with us. And thanks to you, our listeners, for supporting this podcast. Keep discovering your human Human design design in real time. time.